This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Canada's competition laws, they're horribly outdated in a lot of ways, and there's some big things coming down the pipe here that we need to be able to deal with. So let's get into that right away here. We're going to chat with um, Vas Bednar. Um, Vas is the executive director of McMaster University's Master of Public Policy in Digital Society program. Um, Vas, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Hi. Um, so let's just take a look. First of all, the competition laws in Canada, they're pretty old, right? I mean, they're not doing the job that we need them to do? Yeah, they're a little bit old. I mean, you know, they are not uh, consistently refreshed in yeah. the way that something like the Bank Act is reviewed every five years. So part of part of what, you know, we've been thinking and just advocating for is we have to get a bit more on a pace of just doing that spring cleaning and that refresh of making sure that our legislation is keeping up with um, a digital age. So basically, um, the Act hasn't been updated in about 20 years. And when you think about how life has changed in those 20 years, <laughs> it's just, I think, worth looking back and saying, okay, the, you know, the way that uh, e-commerce or online or social media, these, these digital products and, and platforms, you know, how they function, how they compete, is that reflected in our in our legislation that, you know, promotes and protects competition and, and hopefully represents Canada's best interests. Yeah, we sort of said it's, it's fallen a little out of step here. Yeah, for sure. When we talk about the, the goals of these competition laws, just break it down, make it really simple. What, what are they meant to do? Competition law? Yeah. Well, competition, it's not about, you know, a common misconception, I'll just start with that if that's okay, is that competition law or competition policy exists, you know, to prevent um, firm size, right? So it's not... It's not about sort of saying that if a company is big, it is it is therefore bad. Right. Um, uh, our legislation it was first enacted back in 1986, and um, yeah, the the legislation is all about fostering a competitive and, and innovative marketplace, um, so that there's a, a healthy amount of competition and 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 that consumer choice is sure is uh, permitted. So usually we've seen it. It's funny, you know. We're obsessed with like competition policy in a digital age, but there are some recent kind of cases or proposed mergers that I think have really captured the public imagination uh, with Roger Shaw mm-hmm. or kind of the, the Sobeys purchasing. And I think that's starting to get people interested, not in the mechanics of competition policy, because it is a little bit wonky, but just in, you know, whether this is a useful lever. Yeah. Um how do we stack up against other jurisdictions around the world? Are other other places doing a better job? Can we learn from what other places are doing and maybe update our our, our framework? We can absolutely learn from other places. I mean, some of the com- some of the global conversation is sort of a coin toss between the U.S.'s approach and the EU's. But I think one of the biggest things we should be learning from other jurisdictions is that it's really difficult and it might even seem disingenuous to kind of retroactively update legislation and then apply it to firms. Um, We could also learn that uh, perhaps from China, which recently had a large antitrust suit against Alibaba. Um, 
In terms of needing to change, why do, you know, why do we need to change? Why do we need to keep up with the times? You could make the argument that actually when it comes to big tech, we're going to benefit from spillover effects, right? If there's progress, you know, if, if, um, if current cases against uh, certain large technology companies lead to a, a meaningful business change or a practice change or a change in their policies, we're going to benefit from those spillover effects. We don't need to copy and paste. We don't need to mimic here in Canada. But no other competition authority is going to take a look at Canadian firms and how they're behaving kind of in our backyard. That's up to us. And that's, I think, to my mind, really motivating to say, okay, let's refresh. Now, speaking of refreshing, the the budget from earlier this week, I'm sure you are so bored talking about the budget already. It's like funny how that becomes like a shiny thing that people are just overwhelmed with. But, you know, there was a kind of exciting um, piece there about increasing uh, funding to the Competition Bureau by $96 million over five years. That's yeah. fantastic. Investing in capacity is really enforcement. Uh, it's really important from an enforcement standpoint. But then we have to step back and be, and, and, and be critical. What are we enforcing against, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are we silent on? What are we permitting? What are we not permitting? And one of the biggest yeah, changes is just that digital markets are fundamentally different from traditional or kind of brick-and-mortar ones. And you think about data. I mean, we don't, firms don't necessarily compete just on price anymore. I think you could make the case that in a way firms compete on, on data or sometimes compete on our privacy. So it's interesting to think about. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, some of these companies get so large that they can basically just destroy other companies because they have access to to everything, right? If you if you think about Amazon, they mm-hmm. you get tailored advertising. I mean, they, they're very specific. So they have a capacity to do things that the smaller firms just don't. They can never compete on that level. No, they can't. I mean, that does create inequities. Um, what matters there with Amazon is whether they, you know, they may, whether they are found uh, to be abusing that dominance. And earlier you asked me, you know, how does Canada stack up? Yeah. I mean, it's not just it's not just our funding, right? We, we are comparatively under-resourced. We also have a fundamentally different mandate. Uh, our bureau lacks the independence that other competition authorities have because we've actually nested the bureau in ISET, right? So that's a little bit of a na- kind of natural tension where the Competition Bureau is part of the ministry that's all about promoting innovation, Yeah. right? You know, could that, how does that potentially constrain the bureau's um, ability or approach? Um, as well, we have different uh, thresholds. We have a different threshold in terms of the um, basically the burden of proof around um, proving that anti-competitive behavior has taken place. And when you couple that high threshold with our inability to conduct market studies, I know I'm being so boring, but basically <laughs> authorities in the U.S. can compel certain information from businesses uh, when they're doing an investigation so they can better understand business practices, industry trends. We don't have that in Canada. So we're kind of at once flying a little bit more blind. And then we have this much higher threshold of proof, which means, you know, even with the existing legislation we have, we could be missing um, uh, mergers worth our review or, you know, trends that we're just not able to point at. And, you know, back to the importance, I mean, I really don't want us to be in a place in five years where we're, again, retroactively looking in the past and kind of, you know, 
yeah. feeling regret that we weren't more thoughtful in the moment. Um, and if it's useful, I can give you a, a kind of brief example sure, of maybe yeah. what being thoughtful looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there was a recent um, recent case, I guess, recent merger review in the U.S., and it was uh, related to Google's purchase of Fitbit. And basically, the, the reviewers uh, advocated for a data wall to be created because they kind of spotted that harm on the horizon, um, the potential to have Google... Um, collect physiological data from someone. You know, you're wearing a Fitbit and then you see a really cool ad for an article on competition policy online and just your heart rate <laughs> increases, right? You mm-hmm. you can kind of measure that uh, stimulation. I, I'm being a little facetious, but you understand the relationship. So they sort of just said, yeah, this merger can go forward on these grounds. You know, let's, let's, um, let's recognize the, the danger from that coupling that kind of data uh, insight together and um, kind of introduce a wall there. And I, I think that's really interesting. I think it made the merger much more palatable to people and it showed a lens of consumer protection. And that lens of consumer protection is also missing in Canada because consumer protection is of provincial jurisdiction. So anyway, I'm not saying that should necessarily totally be changed, but just wanted to point to other competition authorities couple the consumer protection lens much more tightly with competition than we do. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Vass, thanks uh, so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I hope it wasn't too boring. Have a great day. It was fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. (laughs) Okay. Bye for now. See you later. That is Vass Bednar, who is uh, a professor at McMaster University in their uh, Master of Public Policy in the Digital Society program.